And now, this is the DDT Wrestling Podcast with DC Matthews and Doc Manson. Doc Manson, at Doc Manson, do you want to be a billionaire so freaking bad? So freaking bad what, DC Matthews, at the DC Matthews? That's the song, right? I want to be a billionaire so freaking bad. Bruno Mars. I've never Bruno. heard that song. You're but not. I also don't think I could tell you any songs by Bruno Mars. So Really? Yeah. I don't know who that is. Uh, we'll come back to the billion dollar question. Um, is there any current music that you do listen to? Probably not. Um, no, no, no current music. Hold on. Let's 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 unpack this. Because uh, now I'm curious. What would which would be um, more likely? I'm looking up the Billboard Hot 100. Okay. I'm going to name some uh, musical artists, and I'd just like to know, basically what I'm going for is, uh, you know, who are you most likely to know? Either the Billboard Top 100 or the roster of NXT. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I will say I have heard of Bruno Mars, but I don't know any of, I assume, his songs, and sure. I don't know. I could not pick him out of a lineup. You didn't watch his Super Bowl halftime special? I, I I don't know if it's a person or if it's a band. It's a person. Okay. I like Bruno. All right. Um, all right. So according to this, the <clears throat> number one is Adele. I assume you have heard of Adele. I have heard of Adele, and I probably have heard a song by Adele. Sure. But I couldn't tell you the names of any of them. Maybe I would recognize one. Uh, the Kid Leroy, or Leroy, depending on how you pronounce it never heard of him little nas x mm, i've heard of little nas x he's a rapper who's known for being homosexual i believe is, is you're right. right yes i think yeah. so he wore the like the c-3po outfit at the met gala this year okay yeah, i know who that is but again i could not tell you any of uh his music ed sheeran i have heard of ed sheeran and in my brain for some reason, I think he looks like Seth Rogen, but I don't know if that's true. He looks like a grown-up Weasley. Um, Seth Rogen I'm, looks like a grown-up Weasley. Okay, then fair I'd enough. Get, yeah, all right. I'll, I'll do that. Uh, Walker Hayes. Never heard of him. Joe Gacy. Rapper? Braun Breaker. <laughs> Braun Breaker, I know, is NXT. <laughs> So is Joe Gacy, to be honest. I switched about half. I was like, I, Walker, Walker heard, Hayes sounds very much like an name. NXT wrestler. I've heard the Gacy name before because we talked about it on the show. Yeah. And then we made the John Wayne Gacy comparison. That was it. But. I saw Walker Hayes and went, that sounds very much like an NXT wrestler. Let me just start throwing some NXT talent in there. Uh, Drake. Do you know Drake? I've heard of Drake. Yes. Doja Cat. No, never heard of him. Olivia Rodrigo. No, no idea. Glass animals. No. <laughs> How many of these do you know? Uh, I have. I know that Olivia Rodrigo is a singer. I know that. Uh, 
Well, I, I mean, I know she is now because you said her name yeah. in the context of. I knew that before, though. I've never heard a song oh, of hers. Um, I assumed Doja Cat was like a meme or something just because it's a cat. I think I've heard the name Doja Cat. I really do think I've heard it, but. I, sure. Uh, yeah. I've heard of Drake. I know Ed Sheeran. I know some of his songs. Uh, but yeah, no, I don't listen to music. Me neither. My wife will put music on in the car. I I don't. And now that, you know, you have whether you have Apple Music or you have just your own collection, I can listen to what I want. I will put on if I am in charge of the music, I find a 90s playlist and put it on. Uh I usually go for the 80s playlist, but yeah, 90s is acceptable. Sure. And I'm not against the 60s or 70s playlist either. Yeah, I need some Counting Crows. No, thank you. I need Counting some Counting Crows can go I need some right blues, there. Blues Traveler. All right, I, I accept Blues Traveler. Um, all right, I need to turn my fan on because that was one thing I forgot to do. Uh, I want to get some Harvey Danger up in here. Fair enough. There's some, only uh, one song that I know by Harvey Danger. <laughs> uh, and just to keep going, because we did the top 10. Uh, yeah. Dua Lipa, I had heard of. No. Wizkid, no. No. Main Skin. Nope. Uh, number 14 is Elton John and Dua Lipa. I've heard of Elton John. I know. And I who, know songs by Elton John. I know who The Weeknd is. Um, I think I've heard the name, but couldn't tell you any songs. And then because it's, you know, around Halloween time, because this must be albums, not songs. Uh, the number 19 album is Thriller by Michael Jackson. Okay. Yeah, I know Michael Jackson. All right. I'm turning on the fan. Uh, while I do that briefly, uh, how are you? I'm so glad that you care about the answer to that question. <laughs> It'll take me two seconds. It really warms the cockles of my heart to know that you're not listening to anything I say right now. That's I'm, fantastic. I'm back. Hi, welcome back. How are you? Uh, good. I cursed you out the entire time. That's fine. i uh, acceptable. Uh, yeah, no, I'm good. I'm good. I'm tired. I'm ready mm -hmm. for the semester to be over. And of course, it's not. But I do feel like we are in that, you know, downhill gaining momentum. Yeah, you're coming close. You're getting, so, you're getting near the end. We're getting there. We're getting there like a month left or so. And then we'll be through it. So uh, do you get the week of Thanksgiving off or will you be spending that time planning finals and things of that nature i get it off from one of my jobs which is to say i don't get it off but we don't have classes um, my yeah. other one the one that i'm actively teaching uh classes still meet that week um, really they get interesting giving off and the friday but i think that's it so wow okay um how have you adjusted to the time change great i i actually tend to wake up um a little bit early, but then I have trouble getting myself out of bed. But mm -hmm. now that I, I just continue to wake up at what's relatively early, but it's lighter out, which helps me get out of bed. So this, I think, is my time okay. in terms of the mornings anyways. Sure. I, I struggle with the evenings. I hate it getting dark at 430. Yep. Um, but hey, it is what it is. Yeah, I came home. You? I came home around 415 and it wasn't dark by any means when I got home. Not yet. But, but the sun was not in my, the sun had set enough so that it was not in my eyes driving on the highway west, which is nerve wracking. I just hate when I'm walking to the garage 
and most the of the dark. light is already gone. And yeah. yeah, it only gets worse through you know December. So. Sure. Um, yeah, the trouble we're having is you know normally I'm up at four or five, so now I'm up at three or four, and because of that, I want to go to bed even earlier. So I think I've fallen asleep before 8 p.m. a couple of nights this week, which doesn't help when you wake up early because that's just when your body naturally wants to wake up. I mean, I'll tell you, I wanted to go to bed at 8 o'clock a couple of times already this week. Yeah. Uh, Mrs. Manson talked me out of it. She talked some sense into me. But, yeah. Uh, nope. I, I, I can sometimes be talked into it. And then there are some times where I'm like, no, no, I'm, I'm, I'm going to bed now. And yeah, I say, wake me up in an hour or so, and I'll probably have more energy and can be up a while. But um, I asked you earlier, and we we don't have to go in this because I got uh, we we got fully distracted in our fact that we don't listen to any current music. Um, I was listening to a podcast that featured one Jerry Seinfeld, and Jerry Seinfeld is currently worth nine hundred and fifty million dollars. That was not part of the podcast. I happened to look that part up. We have talked in the past multiple times about the amount of money that we would need to just stop doing anything. It was somewhere in the vicinity of about three to $5 million. We would feel comfortable not working. You could probably just coast on that for the rest of your life. Is there a upper limit to which you would say that's too much money? I don't want that much. No, no, there's no upper limit. Um, I don't know that I would hold on to all of it, but I trust myself to spend that money more than I trust anyone else to have and spend that money. Uh, I know it's ridiculous, but like, I do feel like there are good things that you can do with large amounts of money. Well, I'm glad you brought that up because, you know, I've heard of the movie Brewster's Millions, which I believe is the movie where this guy, I think it's Richard Pryor is given a million dollars, he can't save any of it, and he has to spend it before a certain time period. I don't want to give you that caveat, but let's say someone were to bequeath you a billion dollars. A billion dollars? What would you do with some of that money? And I'm going to want to know the the philanthropic things, but I also want to know, are you going to space? What yeah. are some of the what are some of the more frivolous things that you would do. Uh, do you just not know yet? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I, I would definitely, you know, I would sell, I would sell my house. I, I would buy myself the house that I want, which is to say I would probably, you know, get myself a good 10 acres and build a tiny little house in the center of it. So I never had to see a neighbor again in my entire life. Um, you know, probably get, uh, some farm land, get some animals. Mrs. Manson would love to be able to look after some farm, uh, animals. That's adorable. That really that is adorable. Cause I was like, why the hell would you want a farm? Your wife would love a farm. And to be honest with you, I think I would love a farm too. If I didn't have any other, um, if I didn't have any pressures in my life, any stressors sure. where, Got to work, got to make money, got to do this, got to do that. I think I would enjoy that very much. I like animals almost as much as my wife likes animals, almost, because it's it's a big gap to fill there. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I don't know. And I would certainly, you know, put aside money for friends and family. I totally would do that. Um, 
even the family at this point. I mean, I might put it into a trust um, so it can only be spent, you know, specific ways. But I would I would look out for him. Every bestie in the bestie chats getting at least a million dollars. That was going to um, be my question. So like what am I, now granted a billion dollars is a lot of money. It is a thousand million dollars. I believe that math is right. Um, like how how much? What is there an amount of money that is too much? You know, no. I'm assuming family would get. Well, maybe certain members of your family would get more. No, I think the members of the bestie chat would get more than my family <laughs> combined. <laughs> No, I don't know if that's true. But. I don't know if that's true, but I am going through my head being like, well, your brother's not going to get much. And Yeah, I mean, I would put enough aside for my brother because I, I don't think that, you know, he, I don't think he's ever going to hold a stable job in his life. So mm-hmm. I, as a human being, I would at least want to make sure that yeah. he was provided for in some way. Well, and if you have that much money. Yeah, like, it, exactly. It's I mean, not I would, gonna take, it's not going to take that much to keep him you know, able to function for the remainder of his life. Hopefully. But again, that's, you know, that's where trust comes in. Um, But yeah, you know, um, yeah, I start reading in the news, like just this last week, I think Stacey Abrams, you know, out of Georgia, she paid off $208 million worth of medical debt for people with her, uh, you know, funds that she's raised. Like I would look for opportunities like that try to get it back into the hands of the people who need it. Mm-hmm. Medical debt, student debt, um, housing debt, that sort of thing. Especially if I had an unlimited amount of money. Like if we're talking, you know, how much money is too much money? Give me a trillion dollars. I will find people to spend it on. I will give sure. it back to the working class. I will keep, you know, I will keep a decent sum for myself. Well, and, and once you have a billion dollars, I am not a financial expert or a math expert, but I assume you invest enough of that or you put enough of that into savings, it's going to make enough money to be fairly like it's going to keep building on itself. I mean, until the apocalypse happens and all money is worth nothing, but yeah, yeah, we're, we're rapidly approaching that. So, you know, but you think so? You think, you think we're doomed? Oh, for sure. In the long run, we're definitely doomed. Random aside is, a is our, is human society as we know it still existing in 50 to 100 years? Um, 50 to 100? Yeah, maybe. I don't think it would be exactly as we know it. Well, think, yes, you know, obviously. Countries will fall and new ones will rise. But, um, you know, largely the same. We're not going to have gone back to the Stone Age. I don't. I mean, just based off of society, I don't think so. But it's certainly possible. I won't rule it out. So, I mean, you know, if it's something unpredictable like a solar flare sending us back to the Stone Age is also possible. But again, sure. just basing it off of societal, I'd like to think probably not. But hey, it's, I do see a situation where, hey, it could happen. I'm, I'm not as optimistic th- as Jeremy. So, I'm writing down a question because. I, I want to keep going with the billion dollars thing, but that raises another question, which might just wind up being its own podcast. But uh, I, I want, I got to know, you know, the besties are going to get some money. I'm your podcast partner. Oh, I we, said friends and family. Friends are set. Well, what I'm wondering though is how set. You have a billion, uh, gonna, you have I'm, a billion I'm, dollars. I will 
uh, 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 give you all the money that you need to replace that faux puzzle that I never <laughs> picked up from. That's all I need. That's all I want. <laughs> Other people are going to demand more. Jeremy, Glenn, you know, Rachel might demand millions. I need fourteen ninety nine plus tax and <laughs> delivery, and I'm good. <laughs> uh, yeah. No, you know, I mean, if I had that much money, you could have enough money to, to do whatever the fuck you wanted for the rest of your life. DC, I have no problem saying. Oh, man. The tournaments I could make. Right? Right? Oh. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I think about it, and I'm like, you know, yes. Certainly, there is, a, there is the philanthropic, you know, like, if you have a billion dollars, I don't know if you can make college free for everybody. No, Clearly, I don't not. think that's possible. But you could, you know, you could do something. With yep. that, ne- with that necessary, and again, like um, you know, you can get into all sorts of questions. Well, I just, as like I said, you're going to give it to people with medical debt and student debt. Well, who do you choose? Doesn't that become a quagmire? And absolutely, it does. And I don't know how I would choose. I would probably let somebody smarter than me choose. But even still, like I realize that starts making things problematic, putting that money into the hands of someone else who could do something not appropriate mm-hmm. with it. But I don't know, man. It's difficult to make those decisions, and I'd have to get a lot smarter about how. You would go about making those determinations, but yeah. And like the problem is, like you know, I I've always read that like when when you come into money, like people who win the lottery, right? Everybody just comes out of the woodwork. Like they always tell you the first thing to do if you win the lottery is tell no one. Yeah, tell no one. Do not tell family. Do not tell friends. Um, because they're just going to come out of the woodwork. People are just going to start asking for money. And like that would be the one thing that would be difficult for me is because I would want to give money to people, but I would I don't know how I could do it without. I guess the people I chose to give it to, I just. But then, what if they go and blabber? I don't. You either it becomes you either, complicated. You either pull uh, a former president and make them sign a non disclosure agreement, or you start a foundation that doesn't mm. necessarily have your name attached to it, and you know. Continuing to go with Seinfeld, the human fund or whatever it is that you choose to call it is the one giving out the money. And you have a you have a trusted circle of people that are the ones who are making the decisions. I like the idea of people coming to me. Almost, I don't want it to be like Shark Tank, but come to me with your idea. Come to me like, with your idea and beg me for my money. <laughs> beg me for it. Okay, DC, that sounds great. That you know, good. if Glenn wants to start a... Well, Glenn, all you have to do is put together a really impressive prototype, a presentation, you know, come with a real catchy way of pitching it to me, and maybe, maybe I will give you some fun. That. Glenn Putting wants you to... into a, a televised competition against others for my amusement. Yeah, you know, Glenn wants to start a UK wrestling promotion. I am happy to back that. He doesn't have to beg. Other people, you know. <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. I'm giving you a hard time. They might have to beg. We need to be careful with one of these. Oh, okay. We got to tweet our DM about it. All right. We, we have an interesting email uh, address coming our way. All right. Um, yeah, I, I just thought that was interesting, you know. I like the idea of doing that. I would certainly, you know, want to provide for myself and yes, of course, friends and family. But, um, you know, I, I'm, I was thinking about it and I'm like, all right, we get, 
you know, the besties have every WrestleMania if they choose to go or whatever the big WrestleMania <laughs> version. Like, we're going to have a bestie fest at every WrestleMania. People can then go to that, you know, things like that. Bestie fest. Bestie fest. Um, speaking of the bestie chat, uh, a message here I'm curious about uh, from Mrs. Manson inquiring uh, is Rachel, bestie Rachel, coming on Saturday? You asked that. I did. Uh, what pray tell is happening Saturday that might require uh, Rachel coming over? Are you making gingerbread houses this early this year? We are. Oh, okay. That's actually. No, it. no. It's AEW full gear. AEW full gear. I just so happen to have that 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 window open here to look at the uh, eight matches currently announced. Are are you excited for the show? Yes. Do you have any idea what you're going to watch? No. <laughs> so here's the, I know I'm watching a wrestling show and yes. I know it's put together by the company that put together the last wrestling show that I really liked. So um, I'm excited for that reason alone, but I do not know who is on the card or what the matchups may or may not be. So that will be a surprise. So do you not want me to spoil it for you? Oh, you can. I don't mind. I had no idea there was a show until GQ uh, sent me a message midweek, really saying, hey, we doing this? And I was like, oh, um, all right. So GQ got the ball rolling. He's on his way. Rachel's uh, non-committal so far. Um, Mrs. Manson will be here. Eric will be here. DC, you're invited, but you won't come. Thank you. But you are invited. I know I you're going to go to bed I, at I 7 o'clock, but... Um, probably. Yeah. Probably, probably. Yeah. It is um, a Saturday, well, so, you know. It is. It is. Uh, there are some matches that I am intrigued by. I will say that. Uh, I will let you know. We'll go from from bottom to top here. Uh, the Super Click. Do you know who the Super Click is? Nah. That would be Adam Cole and Generation Me. All right. They're known as the Super Click. All right. Uh, they will be taking on Christian Cage and Jurassic Express in a Falls Count Anywhere match. I mean, probably not the way a lot of people would have liked to have seen Adam Cole used on his, you know, first pay-per-view with the company. Um, but, you know, based off of what they set up at the last pay-per-view, it, it, it does make sense that all of those people are in a program together at this sure. point in time. So, okay. Sure. Yeah, I you know, do I want to watch Adam Cole teaming with the Young Bucks? Personally, no. But I assume the Super Click is a thing with history and legacy. Yes. Yeah, so I'm sure someone somewhere is thrilled for that. Yes. You know. Um and again, I want Adam Cole to be happy if this is what's making him happy. If, you know, he they showed up. Did you see the whole bit on YouTube where they showed up for the Halloween episode dressed as the Ghostbusters? No. Okay. They came out for a match dressed as Ghostbusters. Um, there was Did a they stay bust p- any ghosts? There was a Stay Puft Marshmallow Man. Okay. Who they believed to be what Brandon Cutler, one of the like lesser members of the elite. And then uh, it was revealed to be Hangman Page, 
who then beat up everybody and you know in one of those great you think it's Kane, but it's actually the Undertaker in the Kane mask. And oh my goodness. So I think you would enjoy the segment just because, again, they're Ghostbusters. It's, Ghostbusters! Yeah. Uh, one match I am looking forward to uh, CM Punk versus Eddie Kingston. Oh, yeah. That should be a good match. Uh, Darby Allen taking on MJF. I'm intrigued. That sounds pretty good. The Lucha Brothers taking on FTR, otherwise known as the Revival. That sounds fantastic. I will say, I haven't seen much of the Revival since they left NXT, which now is years ago. And I do understand that they've been, you know, plagued with injuries even during the tail end of their NXT run. But, you know, going back to the days of NXT, like the, sure. the, the golden days of NXT, I cannot think of another tag team as good yep. at tag team wrestling as FTR. Yeah. Uh, so if even if they've lost a couple of steps, I still have high hopes for that match. I maintain that the Revival versus American Alpha, yeah. which was a, was prob one of my favorite tag team matches of all time. Uh, absolutely. Yes. Absolutely. Um, the Inner Circle, all five of them, are taking on... That's uh, Jericho. Yeah, Jericho, Swagger, Sammy Guevara, and LAX. Okay. Taking on the men of the year, uh, who are Ethan Page and Scorpio Sky. Doesn't really help. <laughs> and American Top Team, who I believe are a couple of like legit MMA fighters. That one sounds like a filler to me, but okay. That's a, in a Minneapolis street fight. I'm sure somebody's excited to see these MMA fighters that they know who they are. Sure. I don't. Uh, Brian Danielson is taking on Miro. That's the match. That should I, be a good match. Yeah. Uh, that is the final of the World Championship Eliminator Tournament, so the winner gets a title shot. Ooh. I could see Miro taking that. I, I, that's what I would like to see happen. Who has the TNT title, or is it the TBS title now? I don't, I don't know. There's I think two the TBS titles, title right? is going to be a women's title, gonna right? The women's mid card belt. So, because Miro lost the TNT title, I believe at, it's Sammy Guevara. Oh, huh. I think he lost to Miro. Interestingly enough. All right. All right. Um. The one women's match as of now is Dr. Britt Baker taking on Tay Conti, who we saw in the Mae Young Classic. I'm She's interested good. in that. I Yeah, I remember her being kind of green. Um, but if I recall, she had some sort of background in, in martial art. So she was still just kind of learning yeah. to apply that to professional wrestling. Yeah. And I, I don't know how she's developed because Lord knows after the Mae Young Classic, we did not see much of her. No. Um, but I remember her being promising. So that yeah. sounds... That sounds interesting. Yeah. Uh, and then your main event is Kenny Omega against Hangman Page. That should be good. I, and again, I haven't been watching a lot of AEW, but as I understand it from the storylines they've been putting together low these last two years, um, that is the match that they've been building to. Yes. So, so, right. so it presents as someone very outside that Adam Page should win this. Presents like, yep. If only because then what you could do, if Miro won 
the tournament. Now you have Miro versus Page, and Daniel Bryan and Kenny Omega could still feud because mm. they don't need a belt. I do not. That is true. So, um, you know, I, I was talking with Jeremy and Glenn and Brandon Banks, and we were chatting about, you know, I wish they did pay-per-views a la carte. <laughs> like, yeah. $5 a match, even, you know, six, $7 a match for some of these. Like, I would pay money to watch Daniel Bryan wrestle Rusev. I would pay money to watch CM Punk and Eddie Kingston. I would like to do it from the comfort of my couch and watch it whenever I want. And I would like to not have to pay money to watch whoever the heck American top team is. Yeah. And now I understand I could buy the whole, I could spend the $50 and then only watch the matches I cared about. But $50 is a lot of money. You're doing it the right way. You're doing it the right way. You're doing it the right way. I will say that. So. Um, I hope it's good. I do. I hope it's good. I hope they add another women's match. Like Ruby Soho isn't on this card. Mm. Uh, Thunder Rosa isn't on this card. Now, Does maybe. It, are there any gimmick matches? Is there anything? There's a street fight and a false count anywhere match. And as of right now, that's it. Okay. All right. We'll, we'll see. So right. I, I'm sure it will be good. AEW, you know, is a, with the exception of that exploding whatever death match. They tend to do these shows right. So, uh, unfortunately, you won't be seeing uh, like Nia Jax on this show. Good. Or Karrion Cross on this show. Uh huh. Did you, did you, were you on Twitter last Thursday when it no. seemed like 52 billion people were released I, all I, at I, once? I did become aware of the releases. And yeah, you know, yeah, you know, I mean, I never want to see anybody lose their job, but holy shit. Nia Jax. I'm sorry. Like, I know some people liked Nia Jax, but I have just never, ever, ever seen the appeal in Nia Jax as a performer. I just, I have not from day one seen it. So that one didn't make me personally sad outside of the human aspect of it. But then knowing that she's an anti-vaxxer and all that, that makes me feel less bad on a human level as well. So eh, comes out in the wash. Yeah, but there's quite a few names, you know, like, again, Nia Jax. I like Nia Jax. I think she got a bad rap sometimes, but I don't think they're going to miss her. Um, You know, you could make the case that Karrion Cross and Scarlett probably had a place. Complete bungle. Complete bungle on them. Uh, it seems Lee. like it seems like they, they very intentionally have killed any remnants of Triple H's NXT. It seems like that was the goal here. Now, that is a very interesting point because while Gargano and Ciampa are still there. Yes, that's true. But, wow. I did not think of it that way, but Keith Lee, Karrion Cross, Ember Moon. Yeah. Oni Lorcan, which again, not necessarily the be-all, end-all, but... Wow. A lot yeah. of real solid hands that helped put on real solid indie style wrestling shows. Yeah. Somebody had pointed this out. If you look at the list of former NXT champions, you've got Rollins and Big E. Obviously, they're there, but Bo Dallas not there anymore. Neville's in AEW. Zayn and Owens are around. Balor's around. 
Joe might be done. Andrade's gone. Alistair Black's gone. Yeah. Like, if you started, you know, late 2017, most of the former NXT champions are no longer employed with that company. Yeah. That's interesting. That's a very good uh, way of looking at it. So, yeah. Yeah, Frankie Monet, who, again, I was never wild about, but was good. Who's Frankie Monet? Is that Taya Valkyrie? Yeah, Taya Valkyrie. Yeah. You know, they hired Davey Boy Smith Jr. He wrestled, like, one or two dark matches. And then they released him. Yeah. And there's there's, there's some, some question marks there for sure. There's some question marks there. Um, poor Lince Dorado, mascot of DDT wrestling, you know. I disagree. On to better pastures. He's been freed now. He can wear that toothy mask for someone who will cherish it. That's true. That's true. Him and Grand Metallic have not been uh, utilized to their potential. So, yeah. And Kalisto's now in uh, AEW, wrestled last week, I think, in AEW. That's too bad. <laughs> I don't even know which Kalisto this is anymore. Is that the Del no, Sol no. guy? What do you mean, which Kalisto? You're not, I get it's not Kalisto. Sin Cara. There's not, there's yeah, not multiple Kalistos. Yeah, I get him confused Kalistos. with Sin Cara. I get him confused with Sin Cara. Yeah, no, he's now Samurai Del Sol. And, and he was the guy with the that move off the ladder. What's the name of that move? Slice bread number two. Salada del Rey or something? Yeah, Salada del Sol, I think. Oh, all right. Well, Selena de la Renta? Yeah, yes. yeah, that's the one. Yeah. Yeah, he did that to like I think one of the Usos nearly. And then he got my favorite Kalisto moment is he's in the elimination chamber match and he's on top of the cell and gets his foot caught in like the pod and can't get <laughs> out for a good like 2 or 3 minutes. <laughs> all um, right. All right. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, it's, you know, you never want people to lose your jobs, like you said, but there are some question marks to be sure. Maybe they're getting ready to be sold. Or again, you blew my my mind with that. Maybe it was just, let's get rid of as many of the non-essential Triple H pieces as possible. Seems like that was part of the motivation with this last round, but, you know, and I've been been a strong, you know, uh, naysayer against the idea that they're shaping up to sell the company but i gotta say at this point they have unloaded so much talent this year it really is starting to look like maybe vince is gonna sell this company because the the other thing is part of what's changing my calculus on this is i kind of always assumed vince wanted to keep the company in the family you know what i mean um but it's you know shane has 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 no no rights doesn't, to the company anymore. Doesn't seem like he's interested. And it seems very clear that they 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 have now dismantled everything Triple H has put together, which I have to imagine had a lot of support from Stephanie McMahon as well. Um, so it, it, it does kind of seem like Vince is just raising all of the fam, fam, family connections in, in the company at this point, which again points to, yeah, maybe they're going to sell. I don't know. Fuck. I don't know. Maybe. We'll see. It would be weird, but at the same time, he's 70, whatever years old. Like the company can't possibly be run worse than it is. Yeah. I mean, if I, even if they shut it down, I would still say it's being run better than it currently is. So uh, go for it. I heard, uh, I think it was a Nick Khan interview that like every 30 or 60 days, they reevaluate 
the talent that they have. And if they're either not developing in NXT or if they don't have a solid plan for them on the main roster, they're going to release them because there's no point in keeping them employed. I get that logic. Even if it's like, how do you not find a place for Keith Lee? Call him Bearcat if you want to. But well, how I mean, again, you- they, they, they fucked up Keith Lee. They had to call him Bearcat, which was never going to work to begin with. So, I mean, they clearly they were out of options with him. Carrying Cross, same thing. They repackaged him. That didn't work. And I heard rumors they were talking about repackaging him again. It doesn't make sense. I mean, it just makes posted, more sense. Get rid of him. I think Scarlett posted a picture. He's like his hair's grown out. He's in a suit. Scarlett's in a dress. They're like walking down a sidewalk or something. And I'm like, that's all you need. Make him look like Randy, like, you know, make him the suit wearing. I mean, honestly, carrying cross, like, I don't know anything about his independent career, really. But to me, in NXT, he was a nobody who had an awesome valet manager. And the reason why anybody knew or cared who he was was because of Scarlett. Um, And they just broke him up on the main roster. And he just became a nobody, like, instantly. Just again, in my mind, proving that that was what was special about that act was her, not him, or maybe sure. the, the combination of them. Like yeah. just like back to Lana and Rusev back in the day, that combination early on is what made them special. And yeah. I think they were like, "Can this guy get over without her?" Clearly, no. Especially if you're going to put a gladiator helmet on him, right? Um, but what were they thinking? That's what I talk about when I talk about you know it can't be run any worse because it just seems like they make deliberately bad creative decisions. You've got a thing in NXT that is working. Why wouldn't you just translate it directly to the main roster? What was the point of developing that character and that team? What, what was, what was the point? No, I had, I had heard that he had heat backstage and I'm like, I could get there being like, look, we're going to give you a dumb gimmick. If you play along, then eventually we'll give you something. That seems weird. I had heard, you know, there were rumors that Keith Lee had attitude issues and often complained about things. I'm like, I don't know if I buy any of that. It it seems like, you know, again, I'm talking about it with some of the besties. This company's not writing really good stories. They're not interested in stories anymore. They want moments. They want YouTube clips. They want, you know, things that casual fans will be interested in. Um, I don't know. And, and you're not watching NXT. I know that uh, Jeremy and Glenn rave. Well, they don't rave about it. Uh, talk about it all the time on the Piece of Business podcast. Like, there's a character who's a mafia guy now. Um, you know, Joe Gacy is this woke guy talking about safe spaces. One member of Toxic Attraction. And he's probably does, a heel, right? Yeah. Does things with a flower which sounds weird, but it's, it's you know, the, the characters are one dimensional and maybe over time they will, you know, get to a, there's a guy who's a poker player. I it's the problem is they're, they're schizophrenic, right? Because you're, you're describing the types of characters, the types of one dimensional characters that only children could enjoy. And yet your prime, your, your flagship shows are on during prime time, on cable television. I don't even know if they have any Saturday morning wrestling anymore. No. Like, if if you're not going to tailor it 
to that 18 to 49 demographic or whatever, what are you even doing? Like, you know what I mean? Like you're, you're, you're creating characters and writing stories for a demographic that's not watching your show. It's the wrong time slot. What are you, what are you doing? And none of that makes sense. That's yeah. just my opinion. But. No, it. Yeah, it's, it's strange. It would not be surprising to see a trash man or a dentist. I'd love granted, to see a repo man. And granted, Britt Baker is doing a dentist gimmick in 2021, but slightly different than Isaac Yankum. But, you know, and again, she makes Tony it work D'Angelo, because she's more than a dentist. Yes. Tony D'Angelo, who is the, the wrestling mafioso, like clever moments where he gets into the ring and tries to slip money to the referee. Like that's clever. And there's some humor to it, but I don't know where, what happens next. And, you know, to hear Jeremy and Glenn talk about it, like the show is very, what was the word you, schizophrenic, you know, these two women are walking down a hallway. They open a door, something weird's going on inside. They close the door, look at each other, and then walk directly back from whence they came. Why were they going down that hallway in the first place? You know, they say up next, Tommaso Ciampa, they go to commercial, they come back from commercial. Is it Tommaso Ciampa? No, we're going to talk to this, these other people first. What is happening? I gave up a while ago. I, I, I will happily watch the pay-per-views when they're on on Peacock or soon after. Um, I will occasionally, you know, I watch some impact. I'd like to watch some more of that. I don't think I'm going to watch NXT anymore because it doesn't sound like a great use of time. NXT UK is pretty good. I am watching less wrestling now than I have since we started this podcast. And I don't see myself going back into it. That's why you need to come you know, over on Saturday. Maybe I'll get back into 2001 or yeah, 2001. You know, as soon as they maybe get those I'll, back I'm, up on Peacock. I'm about a month or they have a bunch of it. I'm about a month away from, you know, Vince buying WCW and that will make things interesting. I'll watch the invasion angle again. Like maybe I'll just lose myself in the archive as I am. So want to do, but uh, we've got emails, friends, emails, a plenty podcast at DDT wrestling.com. We have four of them, including uh, two regulars and two, not first time emailers, but, uh, Rare emailers. Uh, the first one I see comes from Glenn, and it's titled Breaking of the Fast. Hi, guys. I'm sure we've covered this before, but it would have been a long time ago, and everybody probably will have forgot. So leading on from a Twitter conversation earlier about hash browns, begs the question, what would be your ultimate breakfast? Thanks, as always, as the countdown to 300 continues. Glenn. Ultimate breakfast. I, I'm going to pull a Doc Manson and sort of argue with the premise of the question. Does it depend on what mood you're in? Are no. you going to go for a little bit of everything that you like? Yes. I'm going to go for a little bit All of right. everything I like because it's the ultimate breakfast. And frankly, I could choose to eat whatever I like and what I don't like on any given day. It's the ultimate breakfast. 
Okay, go for it. Lay it on me. I'm going to have some French toast. I'm going to have some pancakes. I'm going to have uh, a ham, cheese, tomato, jalapeno, maybe omelet. I'm going to have a side of corned beef hash. I'm going to have myself a hash brown. I'm going to have myself a couple of eggs over easy. I'm going to have a side of bacon, a side of sausage. I'm going to have some coffee. And a bagel with cream cheese. And you'd be able to eat all of that. No, not at all. But it's the ultimate. I'm, I'm envisioning somebody laid out a buffet just for me. And I get to go and just pick whatever I might want. It's just waiting for me. Okay. It's going to be an omelet bar. We're going to make it fresh. So it's, just, so it's this whole thing. You're only going to eat part of it. All right. It's your ultimate breakfast. The full staff is going to be there, but, you know, I might only get French toast. I, don't, I, don't, I, can't, I can't tell you. <laughs> You've got somebody at, like, the roast beef carving station like they have at Buffalo. No, I don't need you today, Francois. <laughs> <laughs> you can go home. Uh, that's, uh, yeah. Let's see. As someone who doesn't eat eggs, it complicates breakfast quite a bit for me. Um, you got to have some pancakes. Uh, you do know there are eggs and pancakes, right? Yes, but I can't taste them. Okay. Um, I'm not a French toast fan because it is too eggy. Uh, I am going to want um, some bacon for sure. I'm going to want something we get on uh, the vineyard that I believe at the restaurant. It's called a Jacob. So it's home fries with onions and broccoli and spinach. And they usually put some tomatoes, but I'd put like some bell pepper in there, some cheddar cheese. It's all sort of cooked together. That's delicious. Uh, A very good English muffin slathered in butter. A fresh fruit cup, berries, watermelon, grapes. All right. Yeah. Fruit, fruit's a good call. Fruit's a good call. You know, if I'm going for the ultimate breakfast, maybe like a, a yogurt station where I can get some yogurt, put some granola on it. Again, maybe some berries. Maybe some donuts. Donuts would be good. If I'm on the vineyard and I'm getting the Jacob, I could see if get some backdoor donuts from the night before. It's always good to bring that that restaurant back up on the show. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, yeah. But yeah, it would be a good meal. Sounds delicious. Um, I'm glad I want to know what your ultimate breakfast is. So what hopefully is, in your next email. What is that? English full breakfast? Yeah, the full English breakfast with the black pudding and the beans. And it's got like sausage, right? Big sausage. Yeah, let me look it up. Full English breakfast. I, I know there's... I think a full English breakfast actually sounds like uh, like it might do me all, all right as well. I've never had one, but I think I would like it. All right. Bacon. And traditionally back bacon. So it's more... Looks like a thinly sliced pork chop. But either way. Uh, some eggs. Fried or grilled tomatoes. Mushrooms. Some fried bread or toast. Sausages. Some black pudding, some beans. I don't know about the black pudding. And what kind of beans are they? Like, are they our style baked beans that are like barbecued or are they 
just like beans. Uh, let me see if I can find a picture. It looks like kind of like baked beans. It looks more orangish than like the brown, the mm. tannish brown that we get. So I'm assuming they're in a slightly different sauce. Somebody needs to write in. Let me know. What are these beans like in your English breakfast? Is it is it sweet? Is it just what? What is it? You got to describe them. There's also something called bubbles and squeak. What is which that? Can, which can occasionally be part. I believe it's some sort of cabbage potato dish. Which again doesn't sound terrible. I like cabbage and potatoes when I have like corned beef or something. So all right, sure, sure. I don't know about the pudding either, but I would try it. Staying on the food topic, uh, a work in progress, aka Brent, writes in about Thanksgiving sides. With Thanksgiving coming up soon, I'm wondering what are DC and Doc's favorite and least favorite Thanksgiving sides. Brent, buddy, booby, baby. You got to go back into the archive. I did a whole tournament <laughs> in which we did Thanksgiving. Like we went through the, we had a dessert bracket. We had a Turkey bracket. We had sides brackets. Um, having said that, I don't remember what one. No, probably stuffing, probably stuffing or mashed potatoes, but yeah, maybe some gravy. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if I would call gravy a side, Cause it's not like I'm just going to drink the gravy. It's got to go on. Is it something. more of a condiment? Yeah, I think so. But like, yeah. So like, for example, if I had stuffing and mashed potatoes and I could just slather that in gravy, that would basically be all I need for my Thanksgiving meal. You you, you can keep the turkey. You, you can keep everything else. Just sure. Yeah. It's just, it's just drown. No, stuffing I disagree. And mashed potatoes. I disagree. Oh, you yeah. are also going to need a can. Oh yeah, for sure. Of cranberry. You're, yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. All right. Just making sure. Um, Least favorite, though. My parents, for some reason, there's on the table. There's always just like uh, heated up, uh, like mashed turnip from a can. That's the worst. It's disgusting. Nobody wants that. Not me. Yep. Um, I, you know, again, going back to the. Um. Going back to the you know, things I don't eat, I'm not wild about mashed potatoes. I'll eat them, but they're not my favorite. Uh, stuffing. Yeah, I would just eat stuffing and cranberry sauce for, for Thanksgiving and be incredibly happy. Maybe with a good dinner roll, make like a stuffing cranberry sandwich on a good soft dinner roll. Uh, least favorite. I wonder if I've you could. Never do, do you be- think you could? Sorry to, to cut you off, but do you think you could take stuffing? And like, you know, get a skillet, heat it up, just take stuffing and like press it into a patty, put it on the skillet to like, like sort of, you know, uh, yeah, cook I'm it up on each side. And, and basically, could you make yourself a stuffing sandwich with like the stuffing held together as like a crisp sort of bread? And then you could fill that with mashed potatoes and turkey and cranberry sauce and just I think it would entirely depend on the consistency of the stuffing. Yeah. Though yes. <laughs> I think it's possible. Oh man. I want to try that now. Oh, that seems like kind of the ultimate Thanksgiving leftovers. You know, we have I've taken mashed potatoes and crisped them up in um in a skillet 
you know, you can even do the, like the breadcrumb sort of thing to get them a little extra crispy around the edges. But I think, yeah, you get enough stuffing, maybe with some remnants of gravy to act as a binder. You could totally fry that up and make a sandwich out of it. I need it. Mrs. Manson, you're, you're on uh, the clock. Least favorite. I have never been wild about the green bean casserole with the cream of mushroom soup. Never had and it. That, Nobody's ever presented that was, that. That was occasionally served depending on where Thanksgiving was being held. Um, and we were in our family. You had to take some of everything. And I would take like three beans with maybe eight or nine of the crunchy onions that went on top of it and mix it in with everything and try to choke that down. But you want to make green beans. Just give me the green beans. You know what I mean? Like lightly steam them and just that's it. That's all I need. Yeah. We do them in the air fryer with some olive oil and garlic powder. And those are pretty good. But yeah, you could also just steam them like steam. broccoli. you've want. been doing lately. Yeah, that's all I want. Steam broccoli, steam cauliflower, steam beans. And again, I don't want like overcooked. So it's sloggy, soggy and gross. Yeah. Like, you know, still be nice, bright green, a little bit of crunch left to it. Yep. Oh, exactly. Perfect. Yeah. Uh, my wife and I will argue. She says those are not done. She's like, they shouldn't be crunchy. And I'm like, oh, they should. Yeah, they should. If oh, they're not they crunchy, they're overdone, in my opinion. Uh, it's been a while since we have seen this beautiful name. Uh, Grace, our email. Simon, the man, the myth, the legend is back. Doc needs more emails. Dearest all, here I sit. Breaking my near year-long email silence to the podcast of podcasts. Like Batman and Ace of Base, I saw the sign. Today, I don't have very much to say. Maybe I shall be like Glenn and so many of the besties and ask a question. Yes, a question I shall ask. In the shower, do you wash your legs? In my experience, this answer breaks down thusly. Men usually say no. A few add, why the F should I? Water goes there anyway, does anyone? Women usually say yes. A few add, oh my goodness, who doesn't? What goes there is basically in water and suds from all over you. No, you have to. Does anyone not? Until next time, I have been and forever shall be me, sent from my brain. Now, Simon, before we answer the question, this is exactly what I was talking about when I referenced in the Bestie Chat um, that for someone who is talented enough to be able to take over the world with the written word, um, those regular nine to five jobs, they're not for you. Like clearly, cause that, that was beautiful. That was beautiful. It was well-written. It was humorous. This is where, this is where your future lies. My friend. Do they have uh, like, um, I'm sure they do, but back in the day, they used to have like humor columnists that would write in newspapers. That's it. That's yeah. just him. He's a, he, what was that guy's name? Matt Barry or something like that? Dave Barry. Dave Barry. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Matt Barry went to our school. <laughs> and was a fucko. <laughs> I just had to say it out loud. I still get Christmas little Microsoft Paint drawings from him every holiday. You know what I don't get? Any Those. contact from that person. <laughs> Uh, yeah, Dave Barry. I like Dave Barry. I, again, that's what I'm talking about. Um, do I wash my legs? Uh, kind of. When they're dirty. I will, as I am body washing, since being a, 
a person of a more hairy nature, suds tend to come easily. So as I'm doing it, I will go down. Ladies and gentlemen, I just want to paint a picture for you. As he's describing this in words, uh, DC is rubbing and caressing his body just to illustrate how he might I'm perform miming, this. I'm miming the phantom soap bubbles. I love it. Uh, you know, you, you take the suds and you go down because there's other areas in that region that you do need to clean on a regular basis. I get the thighs and I do trust gravity to take care of the rest. I do not often have dirty shins. Uh, so. For me, I, I will quote the late, great George Carlin. Armpits, asshole, crotch, and teeth. And you can save a whole lot of time by <laughs> using the same brush on those four areas. Yeah. Um, I do want to know, though, in and my I'm kidding. experience, I, I do. this I, answer I a, breaks. I'm a thorough washer, actually, but. In my experience, this answer breaks down thusly. That implies that like everyone Simon meets, he's asking if they wash their legs. I don't know the tactful way of putting this, so I'll just kind of say it. When oh, you're Simon, you may have a fascination with how people treat their lower extremities. Is that it? I don't know if that's a fair statement, Simon. I expect you to put me in my goddamn place. If not, um, I will say actually that it was tactful. Yeah, it was. It was mostly tactful. Mostly. <laughs> uh, the Maybe? final email. I don't know. Anyway, the final email comes from a, a name we can't say, uh, but it's Mrs. Manson. Uh, chicken and elephants. Dear DC and Doc, as I was unable to sleep the other night and was counting sheep, and my brain took me strange places and the sheep were piling up, I wondered to myself, how many chickens would it take to kill an elephant? I look forward to hearing your ideas. Yes, it's likely clear that I, for one, am a little overtired, burned out, and feeling loopy. And it seems like you both may feel similarly. I look forward to a few days off around Thanksgiving later this month, and catching up on Bake Off and Big Mouth and all the other shows I've been missing. Best wishes, Mrs. Manson, P.S. No elephants or chickens were harmed during the sending of this email. One. One chicken? One chicken can kill an elephant. He just got to lodge it in his throat. Yeah, but that implies you have to do it. I would assume the chickens would have to independently kill the elephant. All I'm saying is if a chicken ran up to an elephant, the elephant placed it in its own mouth and swallowed incorrectly, one chicken would do the job. Yes, one chicken hypothetically could. I Is this not I a hypothetical question? All right, you got me there, Doc. No, okay, but in fairness, if you had to overrun the elephant the way you're thinking here, what do you think? I think... If you got God, 60, you know, I was going to say a couple dozen and, you know, the problem is you have to count on chickens to be able to work collaboratively. And I don't know if that's possible, but if, you know, if they were able to either surround the elephant or perhaps herd the elephant in some sort of, you know, flying V sort of formation I mean, to get the elephant to run on its own. I've heard that elephants are fearful of small animals. Like they'll, they'll yes. back away from them. 
that that is supposedly why it says they're afraid of mice. Yeah, so I I wonder if it triggers that response like a chicken would that would trigger that response because if so, again with maybe one you could get it to run off a cliff or or or, or something yeah. hazardous. Um, I also wonder. I don't know if this has ever been tested scientifically. Um, it's possible that all elephants are allergic to eggs, and so if that's the case. One could do it. Yeah, I mean, a, a death by a thousand pecks, right? I don't know if that's even possible. I don't know if a chicken has the ability to pierce the hide. Yeah, the uh, beak strength. Yeah, like I don't know if that's possible. I have no idea because you need an elephant gun, right? I mean, you need a certain caliber to even be able to pierce the hide of an elephant. So I feel like it would have to be difficult. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I don't. Would you rather fight a, a, a duck, a ten duck-sized horses, or one horse-sized duck? I think I'm going with the ten duck-sized horses. I think I would too. Yeah. Although I gotta say, ten of them running up to you and hitting you with those hooves could probably hurt a lot. Yeah, but they could run circles again, around. A duck you. size, know. you know, you could punt a duck sized horse. Yeah. A horse sized duck, though. <laughs> a horse sized duck is fucking terrifying. Especially if it's not a duck, but a goose. Holy shit. <laughs> goose are assholes. Yeah, they are. I don't want to fight one goose. Yeah. I don't want to fight a goose sized goose. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, uh, so thank you to Simon and Mrs. Manson and Glenn and Brent for your wonderful emails. Doc Manson, it is that time once again. I surprise you with it every week. Oh, no. What is what is your piece of positivity that is getting you through uh, mid-November? All right. Well, number one right now, I'm um, looking forward to full gear on Saturday. Seeing friends yes. will be a good time. Wrestling, whatever. But seeing friends will be nice. <laughs> um, number two, this one doesn't sound positive, um, but Starbucks last year did away with the gingerbread latte. It is. It was no more. Maybe that was two years ago, actually. I don't think I spent much time in Starbucks last year. This year, Starbucks has done away with my other uh, seasonal favorite and will no longer be offering the eggnog latte. So without the eggnog latte and without the gingerbread latte, I see little to no reason to to, uh, patron the the, the local Starbucks this holiday season, which means uh, uh, the piece of positivity here is I'm going to save a lot of money because going to the grocery store and buying myself a whole carton of eggnog for $3.99 and making my own lattes uh, is going to be fabulous for the entire season. That is going to be great. Uh, I'm looking forward to it. I already started this week. I've had three so far since the beginning of the week, and it's been great. Um, and finally, uh, I have purchased a vehicle to replace the old Manson Mobile, and so I am enjoying having this new vehicle in my life. Is it a hybrid? It is not. It is a fully electric car. What? It is a fully electric car. 
Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. So funny story is I convinced myself that if I was going to buy a new car, it had to be a, at least a hybrid, right? I was looking at electric vehicles at first, and I said, okay, I, I can't. This is, this is too much money. This is stupid. I can't do this. And I said, okay, but I got to get at least a hybrid, especially in America where we're rapidly spiraling towards Mad Max and the Thunderdome in terms of what gas prices look like these days with no relief in sight. I said to myself, I have to buy at least a hybrid. I have to get at something with some good gas mileage for my primary vehicle. And so I was looking at hybrids, and there aren't that many on the market that are also SUVs. Because again, my only vehicle, I wanted to have the utility to be able to have a larger size vehicle I could place things in, etc. And Toyota has, you know, an SUV, the RAV4 that they offer as a hybrid, uh, both a regular hybrid and a plug-in hybrid. Hyundai has several as well. I was looking at the Hyundai Tucson uh, hybrid, and then I was looking at the Hyundai Tucson plug-in hybrid because the plug-in hybrid can do something like 30, 35 miles on pure electric charge, which would mean that I'd be able to drive around on electric power for basically my daily commute. Plug it in every night, the next day, still use electric power. And I would only be using the gas engine for longer trips or what have you. And so I said to myself, that's what I would like to do. This Hyundai seems like a good idea. And the problem became, of course, that there are barely any cars on the lots of dealerships right now. And I said to myself, well, I'm really going to try to make a go of this. I looked it up online. And in the state in which we live, there was exactly one plug-in hybrid uh, uh, of this variety in the entire state. And I found it on a Sunday, and the dealer was closed on the Sunday. So I called up Hyundai Concierge and said, I'd like to make an appointment at this dealership to drive this car tomorrow. And I took the day off of work, and I said, no problem. And I got home from teaching lecture, and I said, okay, I'm going to head out to this dealership, which was a good 45 minutes to an hour away. And I called him on the phone. I said, I just want to confirm that you still have this car in the lot, that it's still available for my test drive when I get there in an hour and a half. And they said, yes. Absolutely. And so I drove out to the local pharmacy because I wanted to pick up some prescription for my dog. And I'm getting the prescription. I'm walking out of the pharmacy, getting back into my car, preparing to drive down the road to this dealership. And I get a text message that says, hey, just sold. Was there anything else we could interest you in? And I said, go fuck yourself. And then I went home. I went back on the computer. And I and the other part of this story that I haven't mentioned yet is right now, for these cars that you can find on the lots, almost everybody is selling things for 10% above the MSRP. Um, yes. Some places are selling them for 20% MSRP. So I went back home, regrouping, trying to come up with a new plan. And I said to myself, okay, Doc, realistically, the price that you were looking at for this plug-in hybrid with the markup is not that far off from some of the electric vehicles you were looking at. Don't get me wrong, it, it was more expensive, but it wasn't that far off. And I said to myself, if I can find a dealer that's willing to sell me the electric vehicle, fully electric vehicle, at MSRP, all right, let's, maybe this can maybe happen. And that's what I did. I got online, I did some searching and comparing and vice versa, called some lots, found some that had cars on the lot and who were willing to sell exactly at MSRP, no markup. And I said, I will be out there this afternoon to take a test drive, which I did. And I said, this is wonderful. 
Let's Talk Numbers, which we did, and I purchased myself one of these Ford Mustang Mach-E's. It is a entry-level trim, no bells and whistles, um, but it comes with plenty of bells and whistles because it's a pretty tech-advanced car, you know. But um, I am enjoying it. Good. And again, end of the day, really not that much more money than I was looking at for the plug-in hybrid. And and uh, they gave me twice as much money for my trade-in than I had anticipated. So that well, actually nice. made it work out no problem, really. Good, good. Um, I even called them up because I was feeling bad about it. Because um, as you know, I've been having car problems, and it's been fine the last month or so. Literally driving away from the dealer that day, my engine light came back on. This was after the appraisal. And I sat on it for a couple of days. The engine light stayed on. And I called him up on the phone because Doc Manson's a goody-goody idiot. And I called him up and I told him, listen, I got to level with you. The engine light came on in the trade-in. That's going to affect the uh, appraisal value, I understand. Uh, but I, you know, helps me sleep better at night, to be honest with you. And they said, can you drive it out to Napa or something and get yourself a, 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 one of those diagnostic tests to find out what the error code is coming back? And I went and did that. And of course... As I've mentioned on the show before, came back, as you would expect, my catalytic converter, and I sent that over to him knowing full well that's one of the most expensive fixes uh, you can send to a, a, someone. And yep. I was really anticipating them cutting that trade-in price back in half to where I anticipated it being to begin with. And uh, the salesman you know, went and talked to his manager and came back and said, you know what? He said, don't worry about it. Wow. And they took nothing off the appraisal value. And I said, holy fuck, this was meant to be. Because honestly, after that, I, I got the car for um, less than what I would have played, paid for the plug-in with, with the, um, the difference there was, sure. was the difference. And then because it's a fully electric vehicle, I'm also going to qualify for the tax credit. Um, so that's, again, that's another $7,500 off the purchase price. Um, okay. So... Yeah, at the end of the day, I've really made out, to be honest. Um, now, of course, I have to get a uh, a higher voltage outlet installed in my garage, which looks like it's going to cost as much as the savings that I got <laughs> on that vehicle. <laughs> um, I had somebody out at the house, and they quoted me $5,000. Um, wow. Part of the issue is the panel is on the complete opposite side of the house. The second part of the issue is the last owners finished the basement, and they did not finish it with a drop-in ceiling. It's a drywalled ceiling, a regular ceiling. So there's no way to get through that without destructing, without being destructive in some way. And I don't know if you know this, but there's a shortage on everything in this country. And so the difference between getting the outlet to the wall on the other side of my kitchen to just the, the other side of the garage, you're already in the garage, just the other side of the garage, just to buy the conduit that you need to get it over there was an additional $1,600. Wow. Just for the conduit. And I was like, anyway, I'm getting, I'm getting two more quotes. Um, but yeah, as you should, <laughs> but, uh, we will see how that pans out. Um, wow. But yeah, so that was been an exciting, what, col- what color is your fancy Mustang? Bright yellow, <laughs> cherry red, uh, uh, gray. Okay. Dark gray, not even silver. I was going to get black, but then they didn't have one. And then they didn't even really have this, but they drove one in from Cranston, Rhode Island, wow. 100 miles away. And I had it in two days. 
Um, I said, that's fine. I don't care what color it is. It could have been any color. I didn't care. As long as it's on the lot and you're going to sell it to me for MSRP, you can call the shots on the color. Burnt orange. I would have taken it. I really would not have cared. But those are the colors that people for some reason actually want. People want the electric blues and the burnt oranges. For some reason, people who are buying these cars want to be flashy. Um, I'd rather not uh, uh, take the notice of the police officer sure. um, as much as possible. So I'm not, I'm not interested in an electric car right now or a Ford Mustang, but I would like an electric blue car. Yeah. Like I do go. My first car was the color of toothpaste and I, I, I've been spending my life trying to get back. I there. will say, I, I really don't know why they called it a Mustang. It's, it's not a Mustang. It doesn't look like a Mustang. It's, an SUV. Mustangs aren't SUVs. It doesn't handle like a Mustang. But I understand they put the name on it to sell it to people, which I don't really care about. Um, sure. But, but all-wheel drive. Well, I'm very really glad. I'm glad. I'm glad. Uh, one of my two pieces of positivity uh, is automotive related as well. Um, I have a 2008 vehicle. Uh, it's old. Yeah. It's, it's not fault. Well, parts of it are fault. Like there's some rust issues. Um, but I am aware of the fact that cars are going for ridiculous prices. Uh, and I would like to avoid having to buy a new car in the hopes that in the next eight to 12 months, maybe something will calm down. I don't know if it will or not, but I can be hopeful. Part of my, I mean, I would, part of the reason why I did what I did it's because I don't think it's going to get better for at least two years. Yeah, it could. I, you very well could be right. But either way, so I, we have a local garage right down the road. I could walk there if I wanted to. Um, I dropped the car off with them, and I basically said to them, because I've done business with them for years, I'd like to be able to drive this car for another 8 to 12 months. Um, you know, I originally scheduled it for an oil change because it said on my little sticker, October 2021. It's now November 2021. I was like, all right, it's about time. Um, you know, would you just check it over and let me know, uh, you know, if there are any glaring issues that need to be addressed? And so I drop it off. And as I do, you know, you put the key in and I write down the, uh, the mileage. And I realize as I'm doing the paperwork, that the number of mileage I'm supposed to be at for an oil change and the mileage on my car is different. I've driven it 1,024 miles in the four months since my last oil change because this is a vehicle I drive to work and back and I drive around town. So you put like no mileage on. Yeah. If I'm going anywhere, I take my wife's car if I'm traveling. Okay. If I'm going like... And so... I you know, include that in the note and I say, I don't even know if it needs it. And so they were like, well, um, based on the fact that you've driven essentially nowhere these last four months, um, you know, you should probably get your brakes done at your next oil change. Uh, you know, you need a new oil pan because it's starting to rot through, but you should do that at the next oil change. And they're like, if you're going to continue to drive it a grand total of maybe 50, 60 miles a week, you know, the thing they said was you need new tires, get new tires before Before the winter. winter. And I was like, well, that's fair. So I expected to spend, you know, between 500 and a thousand dollars yesterday to get the car up to snuff and then buy tires on top of that. So the idea that I can just continue to 
jaunt around in my car that has parts of it rusting off and, you know, I, and I'm happy. And then I will, at some point, I will either notice that prices are going down or I will notice that they're not and I will just suck it up and buy a new car. I will say, you're willing to put in the work or to wait. You can find, you know, you can find non-marked up vehicles. I did, but yeah, it, um, yeah. it's not easy. That's for sure. Um, the second one is Friday after school. I'm going to sneak out of work a little bit early and I'm going to go get my flu shot and my COVID booster. Cool. So I am, I am basically, that's probably, now that I think about it, that is probably the reason why I will not be attending full gear because I will probably be on death's door having had a flu shot and a COVID booster. I don't plan on leaving the bed on Saturday because I have heard Jeremy has said, uh, you know, shot number three knocks you out for a little bit. So, so I only had one shot. I had the Johnson and Johnson the first time, right? Um, yeah. And I felt like death after that first shot. Um, body yep. aches all over, fever, nauseous, slept it off for yeah. a full 24 hours. It was hours. Not fun. awful. Um, I went and got my booster shot two weeks ago. Didn't even feel it. No effect. Oh. Like no effect whatsoever. Well, I hope that is, I hope that is the case. Uh, but we, you know, my wife is going and getting the same things on the same day. So Saturday will be a day in which we probably watch, oh, Disney... Plus day is Friday, which means I can finally watch Shang-Chi. I've been waiting for a while for that to come out on Disney+. Plus. Um, I might even watch The Jungle Cruise because, you know, I like The Rock. Um, but yeah, yeah. So uh, I'm excited to get that to be boosted. That will help me feel better. Yeah. Um, so yeah. So good. All right. I'm happy that you have a car. I'm happy you're going to be enjoying full gear on Saturday. Um, all the best, if I don't make it, all the best to Eric and Rachel and GQ and everyone else who happens to be at Manson Manor on that fateful day. I, I believe this is 295, correct, sir? That is correct. Uh, so we are counting down. We're down to, you can count the number of episodes after this one until 300 on one hand. So we, we should start figuring that out at some point, or we just don't. <laughs> Doc Manson, anything else you'd like to say before we head out into that good night? If you'd like to have your thoughts read on the air, send us an email, podcast at ddtwrestling.com. You can listen to our entire pack, pack, back catalog by going to ddtwrestling.com, ddtpod.com, or to your podcast repository of choice. And finally, if you like what you've heard, and how could you, head on over to patreon.com forward slash ddtwrestling and helps to give a little bit of financial support to DC and Doc, it helps us keep the lights on and the podcast train. He is Doc Manson at Doc Manson. My name is DC Matthews at the DC Matthews. Thank you for joining us. Until we meet again, my friends, won't you be our bestie?